It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Hey class, it's Tuesday. That means it's time for another set of NFL Gold Stars and Detentions. What is going on, Bay Sports fam? It's your favorite history teacher, Mr. Parker Angels, here another edition of FN Sports, the podcast where teachers grade sports' biggest issues. And obviously, if you've been checking me out on Locked on Cougs, you want to bring you all the Cougs content every single day. This is where I get to talk to you about other things as well. Now, I have to say that while the production of this has slowed down a little bit, so I can make sure I get daily Cougs content in your lap, I love doing gold stars and tensions with the NFL each week. And so we're going to make sure we at least keep that going. Also have some exciting fantasy football-oriented news coming to you through the FN Sports feed next week. So hold on your horses for that one. But without further ado, this is the Gold Stars and Detentions episode. So let's jump on in. All right, so in what feels like it could just be like the pre-scheduled segment for every week, we're going to give another detention to the Thursday night football game. It's getting to the point where it feels ridiculous that the NFL has Thursday night football games. I mean, I'm trying to think of the last one that one that was not on like Thanksgiving Day went well. As we look at this game from last Thursday, it feels like so, so long ago. And maybe that's what they're banking on is that's just so far removed that we forget about these bad football games. Actually, check with production. That would be a fantastic marketing strategy to put your worst football game 
so far away that by the time people are talking about it on the following Monday and Tuesday, they've forgotten about it. You put on like hidden things like Amazon Prime. Like who knew that you could get this bookstore and end up getting us NFL football games years years later. Anyway, maybe that's what they're going for because these games continue to be atrocious. The Commanders and Bears was no exception. 12 to 7, a muffed punt leads to a single touchdown scored by the Washington Commandos or Commies or whatever you want to call the football team Dan Snyder runs in Washington. I, I I say loosely runs, I guess. I don't know if you could call what he does there running a football team. I just I feel like as I watched that game, my heart ached for Justin Field because I was so high on him coming into the football took me into the NFL, I should say, coming into the NFL draft. And then like it just feels like Chicago's not really giving him a chance. He keeps getting put in these crappy situations where he is running for his life. And I frankly, after watching Ohio State, while he's very athletic and can run, don't think that's what he wants to do. But he's gotta do it because the offense around him is so atrocious, and I just I just can't. Meanwhile, on the other side, the Washington Commanders, who had high hopes coming into the season, and frankly, maybe staring down a number one pick, because even though they won this game and they got to 2-4, and four, the NFC East around them looks really good, and that'd be a handful of losses right away. Carson Wentz is just not it anymore. Uh, their defense is not what it used to be. Like Ron Rivera may be on his way out. He's talking bad about guys in the press, and I, I just, I don't know that either one of these football teams had a chance to be any good at all. And so we're watching them play each other in a primetime game where the only game on. Admittedly, it was hard to watch because it was on Amazon Prime, but it was also hard to watch because it was just ugly. Big, big detention to Thursday night football. Now, I do have to say I almost gave it detention to all primetime football games, but Sunday night football, I guess the game ended up being fairly strong but I really want to give a gold star to the second quarter Eagles and that's a very specific Eagles be giving a quarter to they be giving a gold star to I know but man oh man the second quarter Eagles are phenomenal I don't know if it's they kind of get like a feel for the game plan they kind of get a feel for the pace of the game or whatever but they really really kick into game. and I thought the Cowboys made great halftime adjustments and I love slamming Mike McCarthy as much as anyone but they figured something out at halftime to make that game close because frankly in the second quarter the Eagles took a 20-3 lead, scoring all 20 points and having a pair of turnovers in that quarter. The Eagles are 6-0. and They look really, really strong. They've put some great talent around Jalen Hurts. They've really continued to grow Devontae Smith. They brought in A.J. Brown. Their defensive front seven is unreal. That's a truly talented football team. And the NFC East may be a really, really good division, but the Eagles sit in firm command of it right now. They're 3-0 in division, 6-0 overall, the last undefeated team remaining. The Eagles are really, really good folks. And you know what sucks? Philly is really annoying about this kind of stuff. I'm sure they're going to be really, really like normal now that they're good for like the second time in five years, right? Philly is known for being rational. They, they should just handle this and like be rational fans, right? That's what's going to... No, I don't, I don't feel like I've got... People are not, people are shaking their head side to side. That's not going to work. Okay, going to give a gold star to the Eagles. May end up detentioning their fans at some point this year, though, but for right now, gold star to the Eagles. All right, so we're going to give a detention to the Green Bay Packers. I guess technically we should be giving a gold star to the New York Jets, but I, I just, I frankly feel more like giving a detention to the Green Bay Packers because I think we had higher expectations for them than being 3-3, three 2-2 three, two two at home and losing 27-10 to, to a young Jet team. Now, power to the Jets. I don't mean to besmirch them. We'll talk more about some gold stars going that way in a moment. But I do feel like Aaron Rodgers, you know, 
I think we, we all understood when we watched him play, and he was so phenomenal as a young quarterback and certainly into the middle part of his career. But it was all based on like evasiveness and athleticism and arm strength and these crazy things he could do with the football. And frankly, there were days that I argued he was the best quarterback in football because of how those were things only he could do. And now it's like the slightest slip in athleticism. He has to completely reshape his game. Now, I know he's got back-to-back regular season MVPs. I know that theoretically they've started slow in both of those seasons, but this feels a little different. It feels like they're starting a little slower. And he doesn't have that safety net of a receiver like Devontae Adams that they're missing to kind of help him break out of these slumps. And frankly, with all the turmoil going on in his personal life and the off-the-field kind of stuff, I wonder how great his mental game is and and how that's going to get him out of these slumps. I mean, he continues to be weirder and weirder in interviews. And that's not just because the Nick Cage outfit from before the season, right? Like, he continues to be a weird, weird guy. And I just... If I'm being frank, I worry about like what is that going to look like as the football gets bad, and I I kind of think we're getting there, folks. The football, the Packers are bad at football. They're just they're just not they're not the same. They had an MVP at quarterback the past couple of seasons. They had an All Pro wideout the last couple of seasons, and they got neither. And that that run game doesn't work the same when you don't have those things clicking. And and that defense needs some time off the field. And all of this is not going very well, so I'm going to give a detention to the whole Green Bay Packers, even though part of me wants to just give one to Aaron Rodgers. I'm detentioning the Green Bay Packers. Now, I mentioned that I was going to be a gold star to the Jets. I feel like i got to give a gold star specifically to Quinn and Williams on that one. Williams is the 300-pound defensive tackle that kind of anchors that different defensive front, and I think that that defensive front really gave Rodgers and the run game both fits all day long he had a pair of sacks and five tackles another couple tackles for loss this is a strong strong man and really beat up the Packers offensive line now I guess you could tell me like well Parker that's not a great offensive line to be beaten up but again that we all thought the Packers have a much easier time with the Jets a month ago and I don't know why we should necessarily temper that just because they played poorly like I'm not going to change my expectations when my teams play poorly why would I change my expectations when watching a team play poorly i i do think that's worth pointing out that he's not the only gold star recipient in this game um I, I also want to give one to Brees hall now Brees hall i think people will look at the scoring oh man zach wilson must have come alive and that's not what happened Brees hall had 20 carries for 116 yards and a touchdown and had a big 34 yard run after he cut back what was supposed to be a reverse and he cut it up the put a foot in the dirt and got up field and really like deceived all of the overrushing uh, Green Bay defense, and it really just split the seam there. Brees Hall really, really was an impactful part of controlling the clock and keeping Aaron Rodgers off of the field in this game. So gold star to him, gold star to Quinnen Williams. The Jets may be for real? 4-2? and two? AFC East? Maybe? All right, so y'all thought I was going to let this slide, huh? Tom Brady, 243 yards. Big loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Just their second one, just the Pittsburgh second one in the season. Now we're giving a big fat detention to all things Tampa Bay. Now I have been deemed a Tom Brady hater. I do obviously admire these seven Super Bowls. The funniest thing to me about Tom Brady's career, and this is very much a side note and probably a whole separate podcast, is 
I think the best chunk of his career individually is probably the middle third where he doesn't win any Super Bowls. That's when he actually played the best. And now we're seeing a team that needs a quarterback to kind of elevate the team in a way that is not just locker room leadership, that is not just, you know, leading a two-minute drive down the field at the end of the game and those kinds of things. They need a little bit more than just the accuracy in those situations. And and bluntly, Tom, Tom ain't getting it done now no one's getting it done to his credit no one's getting it done in tampa i mean godwin has six catches for 95 yards but like then you got mike evans 442 for net out of the backfield with six for 38 like their tight ends are getting open either he's got no gronkowski that help him out as a security blanket and at the end of the day yes he lost a fumble or i guess i should say had a fumble the, the bucks did pick it up but the buccaneers just look out of sorts. This, they're not the same team that won the Super Bowl a couple years ago. And frankly, it feels like the further we get from that, the more likely Tom should rode in the sunset because even on that Super Bowl run, they kind of had some weird things go their way, right? The Chiefs had offensive linemen get hurt before they had to play that Tampa Bay defense, right? Green Bay dropped a pick right before halftime and the next play, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers scored and kind of never looked back. Like those kinds of weird things got them that Super Bowl in the first place. And now they're not even getting the regular things done. So how are they going to get the weird things done? I guess theoretically we could give a gold star to Pittsburgh and, you know, Mitchburg and all the fun things with Trubisky into play. And, you know, Najee Harris kind of trying to serve as a workhorse, but they couldn't really get the running game going. So he really just kind of took a bunch of hits. I mean, he had 14 carries and just 42 yards. So it wasn't like he had a big day, but they certainly, like, used him as, as a threat. I, I don't know. Claypool had a big, big day receiving the ball. But outside of that... It was really Pittsburgh defense kind of keeping Tampa Bay from having anything. They couldn't get anything going. And I do want to give it to just Tom Brady. But I guess out of fairness, I got to give it to the entirety of the Tampa Bay offense. The coach staff, top to bottom, all of it. So that that's my detention for that one. Now, if we're going to give detentions to old quarterbacks for playing poorly, do we give Marcus Mariota a gold star? I think we kind of have to. He only had 129 yards on 14 attempted passes. 13 of 14, so it was a great percentage, I should say. But he also only, he had two touchdowns. So I feel like that's a big, big day, even if he only threw the ball 14 times. They had 40 rushes as a team. But I think, interestingly enough, the big deal in the Atlanta game against San Francisco was kind of that they 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 won the game in a dominant fashion while just kind of eating clock with run plays. They didn't eat up yards with run plays. They kind of ate up clock with run plays. I feel like I got to give Mariota a gold star because had they lost a game with 296 yards passing and two touchdowns and two interceptions like Jimmy Garoppolo did for one of my fantasy teams, it was an emergency play, okay? Two is hurt. He doesn't back up. My stars on by. I had to go find someone. Jimmy Graps is there. Give me a break. Anyway. I, with Marcus Mariota there, I do feel like you know the winning quarterback in this instance. I, I got to give a gold star to. He threw two of the touchdowns. If and he threw two touchdowns and ran one in. If like I don't know, Huntley had run two in himself. Or I might have given it somewhere else. But honestly, it kind of feels like the big deal for Atlanta was Mariota, as mundane as his stat line was. And so I got to give them a gold star, especially if I'm going to be giving out these different stars and detentions to old quarterbacks for their performances. So gold star to Mariota? Question mark? All right, so gold star to Victoria, Texas's own Bailey 
Zappi. Now, I think Bailey Zappi is kind of taking the world by storm. He had 309 yards and two touchdowns on 34 attempted, 24 for 34 passing on Sunday as a, in a big win over the Cleveland Browns. I think what's interesting is, is in only a handful of starts, he's already got 600 yards passing, four touchdowns, interception, and I think people, I mean, he's 6'1", 220, he's not a giant, doesn't look like a pro quarterback when he walks in the room, but I do think there may be a quarterback controversy when Mac Jones comes back, because bluntly, if we go back and look at tape from colleges, and he, and he did go to two colleges, he went to Houston Baptist first, and then Western Kentucky Bailey Zappi doesn't have a whole lot of time where he's not just slinging the ball around. He's always been this guy. He just hasn't always played at the highest levels of football. And so are we kind of stumbling into the next big Patriots thing where they take some unheard of guy and turn him into something? I mean, we saw Belichick and the Patriots do that when they took a sixth-round pick and played him in front of Drew Bledsloe. That guy was Tom Brady. I'm not saying Bailey Zappi is going to be Tom Brady, but shout out to Victoria, Texas, and Victoria, Texas' own Bailey Zappi, because while it may not be Tom Brady, it's certainly a lot of fun to watch, and the injection of offense in this team is noticeable. I mean, Zappi had two touchdowns past the ball, but his 309 yards opened up run lanes. I mean, Stevenson had two, they had three rushing touchdowns as a team as well, and, and I think what's interesting there is if you're defending this New England team as opposed to a month ago's New England team, I don't know what you take away. Because a month ago, it was very clear that Mac Jones was trying to be a game manager, right? He was just kind of trying to make sure that no mistakes got made. Zappi's kind of taken, taken the reins and kind of taken some risks in a way that feels almost unbelichickian. Like if he weren't a six foot one, 200-pound kid from a nowhere school or from a pair of middle-of-nowhere schools that you haven't necessarily heard of as far as producing NFL players, you might think that he was anti-Bill Belichick but because of those things I'll be ties very closely with the Patriots do the Patriot way and I feel like we're going to actually have a quarterback controversy when Mac Jones comes back now I don't think there's going to be one when Dak Prescott comes back I said that before the Eagles game I'm holding on to that one but in New England it might happen all right, so I want to give attention to the Miami Dolphins for their whole quarterback situation, but I think karma is handling them. I want to look at the inverse of the game. Did, did y'all realize the Minnesota Vikings were 5-1? and one? Kirk Cousins is not doing anything spectacular. On Sunday, he went 20 for 30 with 175 yards and two touchdowns and, frankly, just kind of avoided making the big mistake. I guess Dalvin Cook ran a touchdown to make it three touchdowns, and then they end up kicking a field goal to win 24-16. to 16. But Minnesota just continues to find ways to win in an NFC North that kind of looks weak. And and I wonder if that's going to be like their MO this season, just don't make mistakes. They're in a bad division. We'll see where this lands. Because frankly, I don't know if it's Cousins or, or Dalvin Cook or even Thielen or, or Justin Jefferson or what you want to look at it. But truthfully, as you look at their team, they have talent. I don't mean to say that they don't. I mean, obviously, Justin Jefferson, they're, that's talent, right? That's like as talented as it gets. But when I look at the Minnesota Vikings, I don't necessarily see a team that's going to win a division and you know potentially get a first-round by in the playoffs. But at 5-1, and one, they got a second-best record in the NFC. That's really, really strong. So gold star to whoever you want to give the most credit to there. I think on Sunday, I like what I saw Davin Cook and Justin Jefferson do, but something's going right there. So gold star heading north. We'll figure out when we get there. All right, in a similar vein, we're going to have a gold star to someone on the New York Giants defense. I think I want to give it to Tavon Thibodeau because, frankly, I really enjoyed watching him in the pre-draft stuff. 
and honestly he had a tremendous forced fumble at the end of the game on Sunday. I guess I could also see people saying Xavier McKinney, uh, Leonard Williams, or, or whomever on that defense. But on the whole, the North Giants defense did a great job of balling up Lamar Jackson. Jackson had just 77 yards rushing. Kenyon Drake, I guess, had did have 120 himself and a touchdown. But really, they kind of kept this Baltimore offense that has explosive play potential kind of at bay as they went on to win 24-20. to And honestly... If the NFC East is going to have the Giants, the Cowboys, when Dak is back, and the Eagles, that's as good a top three with three potential playoff teams as I've seen across the board. I mean, we just talked about the 5-1 and one Vikings. The Giants are 5-1 and one as well. What? What? The Giants are 5-1 and one as well. The NFC East is the division we all thought it was at the start of the year, right? The best division of football. Is that what you all had? You had that in your books? I, I don't have that in my books. I can't I can't pull that on and show it to you. Anyway, shout out to the defense around the New York Giants. Obviously, Saquon Barkley did his thing, and Danny Dimes did not make any major mistakes. But man, oh man, I was impressed by that defense, and I want to give it to Thibodeau. <laughs> All right, so we're going to give Gold Stars some kickers here first from Monday Night Football. Dustin Hopkins with the game-winning kick in overtime on a bum hamstring. Like, I, I think that the deal there is that, like, it it looked like, I think it was the plant leg hamstring, right? Yeah, yeah. And that is, for people that don't know a lot about kicking and football and that aspect of it, that is not only difficult, but dangerous. If your plant leg gives out because you've got a bad hamstring on it, your entire body can collapse really awkwardly, and then you've got a bunch of... 350 pound men running at your face trying to take your head off and i i say that somewhat facetiously but like that is what could potentially happen here right like theoretically you could have someone come through and rip another man's face off because his body crumbles with the ball there and so i think what ends up happening there is you know he guts it through and does this crazy dangerous thing and it's winning the game for his team but Shout out to that for sure giving a gold star there. Further, we got to give a gold star to Harrison Bucker, who came back from injury to kick for the Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs and Bills game gets more shine in a minute, but I do have to say that my favorite play from the game was a field goal to tie up the game right before halftime, where Bucker walked out there having just come off of the IR and boots one in from 62 yards that might have been good from 70 plus, but the Steph Curry-esque turn to face his own bench as soon as the ball is in mid-flight because he knows it's good, and then the full body flexing and the get off my, all this like celebration, all that kind of fun stuff was as fun a celly as I saw all weekend, and frankly, if we're like looking at what people like, that's the kind of celebration I like is the like with my teammates flexing that kind of stuff, like getting all rowdy, not this like predetermined like orchestrated kind of stuff that's kind of bogus and i i gotta say as far as celebrations go we're not gonna give it attention right now but jacecki if you can't dance you can't dance you shouldn't dance that's the way it goes anyway gold star to a pair of hurt ish kickers for big big moments over the weekend one more celebration gold star we're gonna give sauce gardner who's quickly becoming one of my favorite corners in football a gold star for his walking around with the cheese head on after beating the Green Bay Packers. Now, Sauce Gardner is a young, fun corner for the New York Jets. I don't know how much the New York Jets history he knows, but they've lost a lot more of the games than they've won. And I have to say, seeing him flaunt a cheese head as he walked around Lambeau Field 
after having just kicked the crap out of the Green Bay Packers was a ton of fun. So Gold Star heading his way for sure. All right, so in what may be the only time, or you know, we'll see if I ever do this again, but I don't know if I've ever given Patrick Mahomes a detention on this before. We'll get stats to check on that later, but I say I'm giving Patrick Mahomes a detention. Um, he, he threw two bad interceptions at very key moments down the stretch of that football game. I don't know that Kansas City had played in a way that they were bad enough to lose besides that. Yes, Josh Allen had 330 yards and three touchdowns, and he was 27 for 40, and that's a really, really strong rate. And he had the big, big run, right, where he jumps over the guy and all those kinds of things. But at the end of the day, the way Patrick Mahomes and them got the ball at the end, when he's making the right decision, we've seen them win those games before, right? We've seen them win those games because they win those games by securely getting the ball to their playmakers in space. Instead, he weaved the ball into what was kind of double coverage because the corner started to treat and then bailed down out of the back pedal and honestly, like, put them in a tough spot. Like, even if they'd caught the ball there and gone down inbounds, that was not a play they should have been running it there. That was not where they should have been putting the ball at that point, right? And so that's the, that's the last interception. On the whole, I'm giving Patrick Mahomes aid attention because, frankly, down the stretch, I just didn't, didn't get the same kind of spunk and gumption we needed out of him in that game. And maybe it's because I'm going back to the playoff game where it was like tit for tat, back and forth, team with the ball last wins, literally. But it felt like in this one, like, there just wasn't something quite right with the connection there. And... Obviously, he found Kelsey earlier and and those kinds of things. But I, I have to say, I guess t- Kelsey's wasn't a touchdown. But I, I have to say that it felt like there was something missing down the stretch there from the Mahomes magic. And it feels awkward to give him a detention just for not being Mahomes magical. But we have grown accustomed to seeing that happen. And frankly, I think we all kind of thought when they got the ball back with a couple minutes left in the ball game that that was enough. And then it wasn't. One Josh Allen gold star I have to mention, besides the 329, besides the three touchdowns, and besides the big run, because he does get a gold star for all that, is he brought what is my favorite part of peewee football to the big leagues when he took a few steps back before taking a knee <laughs> and thus wasted a few extra seconds off the clock. Because that's the smart way to do it, folks. That wastes more time and makes them go back there and touch you. And frankly, it was the brilliance of Josh Allen in that game coming to fruition. Gold star to Josh Allen for all the above, but I don't want to overlook those kneels at the end. Okay, Parker, so the thesis statement for this commercial is James Harden has the best beard in sports. What do you think about that thesis statement? Oh, I give it an A. You know, as a Houston guy, we, we seem to have an affinity for our beers between guys like him, Dallas Keiko, lots of big beards in the Houston area. What do you think about the thesis? So I'm a Jets fan, and I absolutely love the beard that Ryan Fitzpatrick has. So maybe I would give Ryan Fitzpatrick the nod over James Harden. But you're talking to a couple of bearded teachers, and we know a thing or two about making sure that you maintain that mane. So check out the beard struggle. The beard struggle, they make oils, they make balms, they even have have this heated comb to make sure that you get your beard straight so that you're looking fresh. I know I've really enjoyed using the oil they make for my quarantine beard of sorts. It's nice and long these days, but it <laughs> helps keep it nice and healthy and hydrated. And if you're listening to our show, you can use 
FNSports15 and get 15% off your oils, your balms, your shampoos, conditioners, whatever you need to use to keep your beard looking healthy. Absolutely. Check out The Beard Struggle at thebeardstruggle.com. Whether you're just starting to grow or you have a luscious mane already, The Beard Struggle's got all the products that you need. The Beard Struggle. Feast your face. All right, friends. Do you feel like you're all caught up on week six in the NFL? Again, we're having some fun, fun fantasy content come out to you guys next week. We also have some fun, fun stuff coming up in FN Sports. But if you want to hear me daily, make sure you go check out Locked on Cougs. We're doing all kinds of daily Houston Cougar content. They just got ranked third overall in the AP basketball preseason poll. It's going to be a fun, fun year for Coug Hoops. So make sure you go check us out daily there. That's daily content all about the Cougars over there. On this channel, we talk about all things otherwise. So the NFL, the NBA is starting back up. I'm sure any other big non-Houston Cougar-related sports stories that come up throughout the year will also be recorded on the FN Sports Podcast. And like I said, we're doing some fancy football stuff very, very soon. So if you want to talk to me about those things, about Houston sports or sports more broadly, make sure you find me at Painsworth512. That's P-A-I-N-S-W-O-R-T-H-512 on Twitter and Instagram. I'll be doing all kinds of things there. That's where I'll also post things that I'm recording, things that I'm writing, and things getting into on Twitter. So make sure you follow me at Painsworth512, P-A-I-N-S-W-R-T-H, for all things. If you go to the social media for this show, you can go to FN Sports 2 on Twitter, F-I-N-S-P-R-T-S number two, all one word, or at F underscore underscore sports on Instagram. And on both, you can go to the link tree and the social media handle. You'll be able to get from there to all of our episodes, as well as our various sponsors. That's the Beer Struggle and the Clutch.com, Yeti, etc. You can also use that link to get to our merch store. We have a Flunk Cancer t-shirt out. All proceeds are getting sent directly to the Susan G. Komen Fund. So make sure you go support a great cause there as well. If you're going to support the show for free, you can do so by hitting subscribe, downloading, give us a five-star rating, leaving us a positive review, and doing all the wonderful things to help with the podcast. And whatever you do when it comes to sports, don't flunk with us. Later, guys. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.